I often do dictations at night for the same reason that I often walk at night. At least living in a semi-populated area, nighttime is the only time where you get a, a bit of quiet. And even then there is always the occasional car that passes or the dog that barks at you as you trot on by. But nighttime is really the time when I'm most fully able to be with myself. But this is a slightly more unusual circumstance here lately because the world is in a bit of its own nighttime in a way it has never been exactly before uh, due to the current COVID-19 pandemic, the novel coronavirus that has swept across the globe. Uh, we have all, almost everyone who lives in a populated area uh, around the planet has been forced to shelter at home, to stay in, to stay away, to stay safe, are uh, the buzz phrases of the day uh, and the way that we're all living. But another way that we are all living in uh, something that is really linking us together, at least in a way like it never has before is fear. We are extraordinarily fearful of something, all of us, all of humanity is fearful of basically the, the same thing, the same phenomena, the same happening. Um, there's a very real virus out there and it, it can kill you uh, and the scarier thing is of course that it's completely unknown there's so much unknown about it there, we don't exactly know precisely how it's transmitted and uh, why some people seem to be immune to it where others uh, seemingly in relatively good health uh, succumb to it. it. It seems totally random, completely uh, undiscriminating, and like so many things, unfair. I heard something the other day about the ocean, and it sort of made me think about these larger forces of, of nature, about how nature and uh, the forms of it, whatever they might be, from wind to water to rock to, to whatever else one might encounter out there, nature is not for you or against you, per se. But you have to be very leery within it. Now, personally, 
from my own standpoint, and I'm speaking just as myself here, I, I feel that, of course, that's a very uh, pragmatic way to look at it. That that is a very realistic way to look at it. However, again, myself, just speaking as me, I, I, I have never quite seen it like that. I've always thought that the world is always for you. Uh, that certainly there are boundaries. Certainly there are guideposts. Certainly there are things to be leery of forces we don't want to reckon with. However, if you are able to navigate through those things, to respect those things, to acknowledge those things and and walk within those bounds and parameters, then more likely than not, you will be okay. However, there seems to be certainly irrefutably more than a dash of randomness in the world and and unfairness about that randomness. We are hearing through this that people as we do in any tragedy, in any crisis, that, that people, good people, are being taken without, again, any, any real cause other than that is simply what happened. And some of whom are being extraordinarily careful. Um... And this sort of randomness, this sort of rolling of the dice by the world uh, seems so out of place, uh, so difficult to reconcile. And so unfair. And what do you say to someone who has fallen victim to such a happening? Even potentially worse, what do you say to someone, to a loved one of someone who's fallen victim to any kind of tragedy? But especially one that seems just so unquestionably random as this one. We really, as a people, we really often do make our beds with so many difficulties uh, that uh, our impressed upon us. Um, Now we say 
There's an old saying anyways, that you, you make your own luck. And to a degree that is absolutely true. And there are religions, there are theosophies out there that basically support this notion that you know there's some sort of karmic happening that there's some sort of justice that uh, we all are sort of operating within that there is a flow to the world that there is a kind of uh, reckoning with the world based on past or current behavior and that we all, all of us get what it is that we deserve, whatever that might be. I, I do not know to what end any of that really can be said to, to be true and there really is no way to, to prove it, to logically go about sort of picking it apart. But we can go with what our hearts tell us in matters like this. It might be terrible philosophy <laughs> but the world is not a logic problem to be solved it's not a problem to be solved at all it is something to be experienced and lived and heartache and pain and suffering and difficulty are all a part of that as unfortunate as they might seem and as meaningless, as pointless as that might seem. And who's to say that some of that might be meaningless and pointless. However, I would like to think that Some of that meaninglessness, some of that suffering, if it is meaningless, if it is pointless, is at least caused by our own doing. And in the end, truly, I don't think you can say that anything is, any action is without meaning. Any happening is without some sort of, of purpose, even if that purpose is only simply and just to experience that thing. There may not be a grand lesson in it, 
but there, uh, there, there might not be something that we were meant to go through to learn a lesson uh, about that experience. Uh, that my, not every happening may may be experienced by the experience or by the observer to learn a lesson. However, that is not to say that there are not lessons within every experience if we seek them out. Everything has a lesson within it. Everything has something that we can gain from and move towards and be with. Even death, even loss, even the the greatest suffering imaginable. It all has an end and it all has another chapter. We, We may be condemned to continue learning these lessons over and over again. And, and that, in there, there might be a bit of, of seeming, at least, again, as it may appear that those things are seemingly pointless in and of themselves. And again, a, a happening might occur just because it occurs. There might, it might not necessarily be that something is intending for us to learn a lesson. However, given the structure and form of consciousness and the way that things work in the world, it seems highly likely to me that although there may be random coincidences, although there may be just varied circumstances that simply happen to us all, it seems more than likely that once those lessons have been extrapolated, there's been a lesson extrapolated from that, once we have learned from it, we can then venture onward. The problem with philosophy, the problem with logic, the problem with Attempting to play this language game, to play this existential game on a playing field that has to pander to all these other various beliefs and various ways of seeing the world. Because as I speak this now, I'm, it's one of the very few dictations that I'm aware of will likely be publicized at some point. Now, very few people may ever listen to it. However, that doesn't detract from the, 
stark reality that uh, it will be made public in an audio library that we're putting together. And so I myself find myself as I, I go through some of these lately, and they are regular exercises for me, and the, they still are, even though I've got this awareness of uh, their uh, possibility of, of being heard by any number, any, anyone with a <laughs> internet connection or uh, a, a recording device or a listening device uh, uh, in the future. But I find myself, again, behind the words, speaking, trying to connect with people that will have a vastly different viewpoint, a vastly different experience. And I know that it hinders my own experience, my own viewpoint, what I have learned about my own being in the world and being in general in the world. Yet at the same time, I look out and certainly recognize that there is a something that we have to recognize and understand that there's this randomness that just doesn't seem fair. That we cannot wrap our heads around. That we cannot, through any logic, make sense of and we just have to experience it. We just have to go through it. And you know what? As difficult as that is, as raw of a deal as that might be for all of us, there is something that we can take out of that, whatever that experience is. Because regardless of the form, whatever it is that is coming at us simply drives us into a mode. And the mode that it drives us to is fear. See, whatever it is that may potentially lay in wait for us. Whatever dark lurkings that sit behind the just be out of view from ourselves and our path. And it can take just about any shape what it ultimately seeks to invoke in us is fear. 
what it ultimately seeks to do is, is bring us to our proverbial knees and ask for its mercy. But we have a power in our own selves. And again, this isn't necessarily logical per se. This isn't necessarily something that is trying to pander to the rules of the ways in which we have set up and then hence experience the world. Because everything that happens in this world, we have in some way agreed to, have we not? Even the pandemic, we've agreed to live in a society where we were aware of, but just not really taking serious the possibility that something uh, like an epidemic, like a pandemic could sweep through the entire globe if we chose to live in a society. There are so many good reasons to live in society. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but there are all sorts of potential consequences from us living in very, very close proximity to our neighbors. There are all sorts of potential consequences for us doing anything in the way that we have, but we've, we've agreed to that. And we simply have to tread carefully to understand the realm that we inhabit. And that means that we don't succumb to that fear, that we are not held back by that fear, that we, by participating in whatever the happening might be, that we become greater than that fear, even if that thing that we fear, whatever face it might have, whatever enemy it may ultimately be to us, whether known or unknown, we choose to continue to participate within the world and to do it in a way of our own flavor, capacity, and style. We all walk this world with within our own selves. It's our own feet that carry us, our own minds that allow us this vast dialogue. But fear is something that will cut that off, cut that participation off, cut ourselves off from ourselves. And we cannot ever allow ourselves to ultimately let it dictate the ways of our being. 
Yet fear serves a very important purpose. It builds us up. It makes us stronger. It connects us to that otherness, to that void that is beyond us, to that randomness. And it shows us through that triumph that we are capable of going beyond it. It shows us a strength, even if, even if our bodies succumb to it. Our bodies, that physical thing, the manifests, all the physical manifests that we see are, are simply that in this world, in phenomena, in being. It's just being within other being. There's no ultimate actual thing that, that never ceases to, to be. The earth itself will one day be dust as it was before. And we along with it, long before <laughs> that ever happens. So our physical bodies, although again, of course, there certainly is a way to maintain them, to uh, upkeep them, to be as healthy as we can within them but we have a lack a certain lack of control over that happening whereas our minds our consciousnesses are a slightly different story yes there are those who may be mentally ill but, and I'm not a medical doctor, not that I think medical doctors have any better of an answer for this than I as a philosophical one, probably less so, in, in my maybe not so humble opinion <laughs> sometimes, um, at least on this matter, is that those who have mental deficiencies, inescapable mental deficiencies, those Half those are all linked back to some biological uh, offsetting or some, some biological miscue that prevents the, the psyche from operating in a certain way. And it, it might be a bio biological happening that is uh, brought on or that has been brought on or uh, cure, procured um, by an event but nevertheless if there is something that if there are folks that are suffering from an inescapable uh, psychological torment there is with few exceptions, a, a way to at least lessen that happening. Uh, and that is our, our mental health. That is what 
a mental mental health is, but ultimately what so much of mental health boils down to is fear that we are not in control that we have no capacity to operate in a way uh, that we would, would wish and we have to think about what is the way that we, we wish to operate. Well, generally speaking, as long as we are calm and at peace, we tend to be happy. And if we're happy, we tend to not care so much about what it is that we're doing. I said I wasn't going to logicize <laughs> anything and, and here I go about with a if and then scenario but it's not my favorite game to play but again when we're breaking things down we have to see that and it's very simple if we're content and we're happy then what it is that we're doing is generally of secondary importance. Generally speaking, now you can be content and happy and not do anything productive with your life and you get to a mode that where you as a person are not contributing anything at all. This, this stasis, this just sort of general way of being that again is is not furthering yourself or anyone else but that's a more of a complacency that's more vapid <laughs> or it will deteriorate into some sort of vapid existence but fear remains at the general heart of so many of the difficulties that we we have and this fear of, of randomness this fear of that brings about this this insecurity which which brings about more fear which disallows us to act in a way that gives us calm gives us peace gives us ourselves gives ourselves to ourselves allows us to be and just simply be. Fear is very complicated. Our existence is very simple. Fear is a concept like so many others. It might be the deadliest of concepts. And not to say that there, that fear itself does not or should not exist. It's there for a reason. Here we are again in the midst of a global pandemic. If you are unafraid, you are foolish. If you go swimming with sharks with an open wound, that is asking, of course, for trouble.
And again, that there is a force of nature there that may not be for or against us. But we have to respect its laws, to respect its way of being. And if we do that, then there is a certain way in which we, we can do that, then uh, our path to safety, to calm, to peace is much wider than it otherwise would be. However, fear not only narrows that path, but obscures it completely. And we find ourselves running and lost in the forest of our lives. For fear cripples us. Regardless of the form of it, again, the the heart of our difficulties, the heart of the things that disallow us to act, to be, to do, to, to be the people that we want to be, the heart of that is fear essence of of that thing are the phobias that we carry with us again many of which have an existent reality absolutely without doubt so what is the path towards overcoming that because There are people who are as healthy as can be, who tremble with fear uncontrollably at the slightest happening. And there are those on their deathbeds who are as calm and content as can be, even though their happenings have come to an end, at least in this world. So, we have to first acknowledge what it is, that it's not the phobia itself. It's not that thing out there that we are afraid of. It is fear. It is this unknown quantity this random possibility that we are unable to control that's fear and it's conquest lies not not within not having it but within going through it. It is not that we are not meant to be afraid, but it is that we are not meant to stay afraid. For fear 
is really the ultimate enemy. It's really what is behind conceptualization, or certainly one of its foundational pieces. Because we have concepts in order to know. So that we are not afraid. So that we can understand. And if we understand, we can better navigate through. We can have a a better process for. But fear stops us from that. So what we need is to recognize fear for what it is and why it is. That it is there to serve a purpose. But that purpose is not meant to chain us. It's not meant to arrest us. It's it's meant to liberate us. But it's a game we play with ourselves. Fear is something that once broken away from we are liberated from. We are liberated into uh, a understanding that is not, again, without fear necessarily, but that there is a respect for what it is that we were previously afraid of and a new relationship that we have with that thing where it no longer causes us to be petrified. That we are capable then of not only going through it, but having it go through us. And again, to get through this to break those chains we need to understand and acknowledge that it is the uncertainty that it is the fear itself that is that lack of control there is a Zen Cohen that says something to the effect of in the West the general idea is panic everything is out of control whereas in the East The general feeling is, stay calm. Everything is out of control. And the point is that while the things that happen in the world are beyond us, our reactions to them 
not. There are some things that we can control. Of course, everything that we have in life is, is simply our conscious relation to that thing. And that relation determines the kind of consciousness that we have, the kind of beings that we are, the kind of people that we are. So, we need to know and acknowledge that fear is there and that that is okay. But it is also extraordinarily helpful to have a faith and an understanding in the process, in ourselves, in in the happenings of our life, whatever they might be. Because what they might be again, might very well be beyond our control. And if we really can't control that happening, why should we fear it? Anyways, we are conduits going through this life. We are observers of our own desires, our own egos, our uh, our own personhood is just something we, yes, of course, have agency over and with, but this brings up a, another entirely strange and interesting question that we will not go into fully here, but it's what is it that is conscious of us, our own subjective consciousnesses? What is that? Because it really is just an observation of all of these things. Even though, again, there certainly is agency within all of it. There certainly seems to be uh, at least some degree of choice what degree of choice that actually is, is I suppose debatable. But again, we won't do that necessarily here. However, we have to realize that we do have a responsibility to keep our own subjective personal arenas, that of our consciousness, maintained and agile, nimble, so that it is capable of reacting to fear in such a way that it does not take us aback. Or if it does, it only does so momentarily. Fear is something that 
is there for us to recognize and defeat ultimately because if you don't get past it it will it will keep you where you are and so we have to ask what is its purpose does everything have a purpose or do things just randomly fall to us again these are other questions for other times But if we have a faith within ourselves, within the process, within the entirety of this happening that we call our lives, then if we are able to take some responsibility, to take some agency for those lives, for our consciousness, for the being that we participate within, if we see that it really all is just an extension, one large extension of us, we of it, this general interaction that would cease to exist if not for our mutual recognition of one another. That fear arises It comes to cut us and cut through us and cut down us. And yet, it is self-constructed just like everything else. Even though the entities within being might be physically very real. At the same time, there is almost always a way to deal with those things when we encounter them. At every step, we are going with or against the way of the world, the way of ourselves with our own beings, we are in this natural flow, this harmony, or causing some sort of discord. Or both. Or neither. Things just are as they are. And yet they continually line up and break down and come back together again. So, it is up to us to recognize that happening. Realize its temporality. And continue moving through it without fear. Regardless of what ultimately lies beyond our control. It is all we can really do, and it really all that we ever do. There is no escaping this kind of being. There is no getting around 
this way of living. And in this sort of existence, we need to respect those larger forces and understand that we are a part of them just as much as they are of us. And the same goes for fear. Fear lives within us. And regardless of the enemy, regardless of the circumstance that lives beyond us, or the circumstance that appears to live beyond us, ultimately, that reaction to it and that conquest of it resides within our own powers. But they are powers that can only be executed at least to their fullest extent. They can only be executed when we have rid ourselves from that plague and that pandemic of fear and into that warm release of faith and acceptance. <laughs>